Georgia's DBHDD reminds people that the Good Samaritan Law can save lives during alcohol and drug overdoses. People are urged to call 911 and stay until help arrives. More information at opioidresponse.info. And now to one legislative item that could make a big difference in Georgia agriculture, food, and mood. On Friday, Governor Brian Kemp signed a bill into law that allows Georgia farmers to grow hemp. The crop is a source of products ranging from rope to soap to CBD oil. CBD oil was already available in Georgia but had to be imported from elsewhere. This move allows in-state production of the suddenly ubiquitous product. It's on sale everywhere from beauty salons to coffee shops to bars. Alan Peak is a former Georgia state representative who pioneered much of the legislation regarding hemp and CBD and is joining us from our studio in Macon. Alan, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Leah Picard is also with us. She recently wrote about how Georgians are beginning to embrace the CBD trend for Atlanta Magazine. She's with us in the studio. Hello, Leah. Hello. Okay, so Leah, I'm going to ask you first. There's marijuana, THC, CBD. What's the distinction here? So CBD and THC are both derivatives of marijuana and hemp. Um, neither are marijuana. Marijuana is its own plant, and then hemp is its own plant. And when we talk about CBD, we're talking about the derivative from the hemp plant. Okay, so CBD oil is one of the things that you reported on, where it's popping up. So, Alan, for years, you've advocated for hemp in the Georgia legislature, and there are states across the nation that have legalized marijuana medically, others recreationally. Colorado, Maine, and Oregon come to mind. Technically, Georgia has neither. So so where does Georgia law stand right now? Well, uh, Leah gave a good uh, description of the difference between hemp and CBD and marijuana. And we have to keep in mind there are two separate laws that just got passed this session. One, a hemp hemp bill, which allowed Georgia farmers to be able to grow hemp, get a license to grow hemp for basically for more industrial purposes. And then uh, there was HB 324, which was pushed by Representative Micah Gravely and a lot of the families from Georgia's Hope, and which I've been advocating for for years, which is the growing of marijuana for the purpose of producing CBD oil with elevated levels of CBD, which is the uh, therapeutic part of the plant, and uh, minimal amounts of THC, which uh, is a psychoactive component of the plant, but also provides some effect for people with seizures and cancer and other multiple um, uh, diagnoses. And so the bill that was passed, HB 324, allows the cultivation of marijuana uh, uh, and allows it to be processed uh, to, to be grown, processed, and distributed uh, only in the CBD oil form. It's a huge step forward. It joins uh, 34 other, 33 other states across the country that now uh, have access to uh, the uh, medical cannabis oil and, and something we've been pushing for for five years now. Well, this is something you have to convince other Georgia lawmakers to embrace something that had been until that point, uh, you know, a uh, a political bugaboo. So how did you do that? How did you educate them on this important topic? Well, it only took five years, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I did a very good job. It took a long time. But really, the, the, the real difference of how we were able to convince legislators eventually uh, was the sharing of stories by different families. I mean, we had many families who had moved to Colorado and moved to other states and had experience with medical cannabis oil and saw tremendous um, uh, difference in quality of life for their children or for their loved one. And plus the fact that now it's been four years since Haley's Hope Act passed that allowed the legal possession of medical cannabis oil 
you still couldn't get it here. Uh, and we now have almost 10,000 people on the registry. So what we saw was, okay, once we passed Haley's Hope Act and gave legal possession of medical cannabis oil, there wasn't a huge public health risk. There wasn't a big public safety hazard. Uh, you know, this was an oil that was making a difference in the quality of life for grandmothers with cancer, with uh, for college students with Crohn's disease, with soccer moms who had breast cancer, for to kids who suffered from seizures, and so uh, the, the, all this this evidence that we were able to gather uh, kind of helped us, uh, as well as the fact that we had a new governor, uh, Brian Kemp, you know, had, had expressed to us privately and publicly that he was open-minded to address this access issue uh, where it was always an issue for Governor Deal. And so uh, I think kind of all those things kind of kind of the perfect storm provide an opportunity here where we could pass this legislation this past year. And the legislation, well, actually, I should point out that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has uh, okayed or given the green light to Epi- Epidiolex, which has been shown to help patients with severe seizures. But access has still been a real question. So now there will be cultivation of industrial hemp in the state. How long will it take for that to get on board? Well, I think you'll see the hemp licenses start very soon. Uh, uh, Commissioner uh, Agriculture Commissioner Gary Black is on top of that, and I think you'll see that move forward. But again, keep in mind that's a whole different animal uh, than, than what we're talking about. That, that that those hemp licenses will be used for growing the production of hemp, uh, which can be used for uh, hemp oil, uh, but is a very different product than what we are looking forward from the bill that was passed to produce medical cannabis oil, which has uh, up to 5% THC in it uh, and can be used in, under current Georgia law for 16 different medical conditions. I think you'll see, first of all, the, uh, the governor has to appoint the, the commission, which will grant the licenses, um, which will be six of them, that will be uh, granted uh, by the commission to be able to grow, process, and distribute the medical cannabis oil. That's the first step uh, that's going to have to happen. Then it's probably going to take 12 to 18 months before we actually get uh, medical cannabis oil in stores, <laughs> retail stores or dispensaries or at pharmacies uh, to be allowed to be able to dispense to Georgia citizens. Well, already, as we mentioned, this has been imported from, transported in from overstate lines, and it's showing up not only in medicine, but in some other places too, like on menus. Leah, how is CBD being applied in foodie culture? So we're seeing it a lot in cocktails around town. Um, it's fairly expensive, so it hasn't made like the grand explosion that it has in other cities. Um, but at Big Sky and Buckhead, they're incorporating it into an absinthe cocktail um, where they put the droplets of the oil on top. Mm-hmm. So kind of playing with the flavors there with like the licorice flavor from the absinthe and the grassy flavor from the CBD oil. Um, there's also Sunshine Alchemy, which is a food truck, and they make juices and smoothies where they also offer um, CBD boosts. And the owner, Jasmine, told me how when she goes to Colony Square for people's lunch breaks, people will go up and get a CBD boost on their lunch break and feel a little relaxed going back into work. (laughs) How does it add to the experience? Is there, you said there was a grassy taste, but is there, what is the effect? So the effect, it doesn't make you high. Um, Going back to your difference between CBD and THC, THC will make you high, but CBD is non-psychoactive. Um, and so it's different for everyone, but like you will likely feel more relaxed, maybe a little more zenned out. <laughs> and it's not cheap. You mentioned what are the costs of some of the products? Um, I mean, like 
one restaurant in town offers an add-on for like an extra ten dollars hmm. so your cocktail set in like 20 bucks <laughs> well this the social use is another gray area the georgia department of agriculture sent out a press release just on friday noting that the fda's regulations still prohibit cbd from being included as an ingredient in food or supplements and we did get a statement from their food safety division that reads in part that uh, this renders these products adulterated, and the sale of these products is prohibited thinking they may have just been covering with themselves. Is it illegal for restaurants to be serving these items? I'm not sure. Do you have I'm... any word on that, Alan? Yeah, it's a very gray, er- gray area. In fact, you know, we've had many states uh, right close to us where uh, law enforcement have been arresting folks for selling CBD uh, products. And uh, it, here's the one thing of, occur- of, of, of encouragement that I would give to folks is uh, if you're going to buy uh, CBD oil from somewhere, you better make darn sure you're buying it from a reputable manufacturer that can provide you a lab test that tells you exactly what's in that product. Uh, we, we, we are involved with a network that provides... Uh, medical cannabis oil to, to almost a thousand families all over Georgia, and uh, and we only provide and we give it to them for free, and we because we don't want to violate Georgia law, but we and and we only provide a product that we know has been lab tested, and we know exactly what's in that product. It's kind of comical watching this fad of the CBD oil and it's all over oil. the place. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's all you know. We've been fighting for this thing for five years, and all of a sudden they're serving it in, in coffee shops. You know, <laughs> I, I I would be worried uh, uh, one about paying ten bucks extra for a drop and uh, but in my cocktail but but also I'd be worried making sure I know exactly what I'm getting uh, when I get this product as well so is yeah. it illegal for restaurants to be serving these items or is it more like you know consume at your own risk I, I, it's technically illegal I mean it, it, hemp has now been exempt under the, under the farm bill so as long as it's hemp oil which it means it has zero or very minimal trace amounts of THC it's allowed. Uh, but but if you ask the DEA or you ask uh, the FDA, they will tell you that any part of the marijuana plant is still illegal to be able to be sold. And so it's a gray area, but obviously the federal government is taking a backseat uh, enforcing it. Leah, did any of the retailers or restaurateurs you spoke to note risks to customers? Um, there's def- the retailers I spoke to, they definitely have disclaimers on their website that say um, that they that the CBD could trigger like a positive drug test because mm-hmm. there is such a trace amount of THC in the oil. Um, I think if you use a CBD isolate, which is just where it's just a CBD, not you know including trace amounts of THC, then you're probably got a better shot of not testing positive for a drug test. Right. But there is definitely a risk. And I'm not sure if the restaurants make that disclaimer, but it's something people should know if they are out and about enjoying it, that there is that risk. They could, they could <laughs> fail they could trigger, a yeah, drug they, test, mm-hmm. a THC detection on a drug test. Georgia Food Safety Division has received numerous requests about wanting to make CBD edibles, and they're now following the FDA's lead in terms of whether or not to consider it safe to add to food. So, Ellen, you're no longer a state rep, but you're still keyed into this discussion. From what you understand, is this on the mind of Georgia legislators, you know, implore, exploring these kinds of more social applications? Yeah, I, you know, the, the the big issue I always dealt with during my time was, you know, all this is doing is leading us toward a slippery slope of recreational use of marijuana. And I've been very clear that I, you know, do not support the recreational use of marijuana. Um, you know, the, the fact that now that hemp oil or CBD oil is now a potential food additive, you, you know, I, that scares me a little bit because, again, because you don't know exactly what you're getting. Again, I would caution folks to make sure if you're ordering something or you're going to put something in your food or you're going to provide something to your child, uh, you know, or take 
something yourself, make sure you know what you're getting and uh, make sure you know what's in that product. And uh, and if they need some help, they can find me on Facebook. I can walk them through the process, you know, of, of, of reputable manufacturers to be able to order from as well, too. Um, but I'd be very careful. Oh, okay. Leah, from the social aspect, CBD may be considered a little risque, perhaps part of the appeal. Um, think it's here to stay? Yeah, I think part of the appeal is that it's a relative of, you know, marijuana and people, you know, do associate it with that, even if it's not, you know, it doesn't have the THC. Um, and it does give you um, a buzz to a certain degree. <laughs> so we're having um, a lot more buzzed folks in Georgia <laughs> in the future. Leah Picard, thank you so much. Thank you. Leah is a journalist who recently covered the growing tend of, trend of CBD rather for Atlanta Magazine. And Georgia Representative, former Georgia Representative Alan Peake, thank you so much. Enjoyed being with you. Now, stock photos are supposed to be real. Why don't they look like real people? We'll find out about a new campaign hoping to change that.